Welcome to Goddess Era, a podcast about how to leave the people pleaser version of ourselves behind as we develop into our inner goddess. I'm your host, Amanda. What's up, my lovely muses? I wanted to talk about becoming a non-people pleaser and how a former people pleaser needs to take time to become a selfish. And if you've ever seen Shit's Creek, you know what I'm talking about. It's my turn to take a selfish. No, it's my turn to take a selfish. Take a selfish for yourself because this is the time that we need to build up this goal of not being a people pleaser, not being walked all over and setting up these boundaries. And I have been working diligently with my therapist on how to set these boundaries. And let me tell you, it's not easy, but it becomes easier once you start voicing your boundaries with people. There is going to be people who try to push these boundaries because they're not used to it. Mine in this case scenario is my family is not used to me like saying no to them and I usually bend over backwards to them and I've done a lot of screaming this year at them for them to hear my boundaries but I'm working on it and obviously I'm not telling you guys just scream your boundaries at people don't copy me but take a selfish for yourself and see how you can de-escalate the situation but be heard at the same time don't just give in to what they're asking for because that's not what we're here for. We're not here to be people pleasers. We are strong people who need to be heard and need to be respected too. We will give others respect as long as they respect us as well. So you might be thinking, well, what made you go into this non-people pleaser version of yourself? Because we've kind of always known Amanda to be a people pleaser, if you've known me. About a year ago, I hooked up with my ex-boyfriend and I thought it was so magical and it was a twist of events and it just meant that he still cared about me and I still cared about him and we had a fighting chance to try to get back together again. That wasn't the case and not a lot had changed for me to actually want to be back together with him besides me just feeling lonely and insecure. and. I'm not going to bash him, but I am going to say that he had a tendency to make me feel disposable, both in our relationship and out of our relationship. And that's exactly what I felt last year when we had slept together and everything kind of went back to being the same ex-couple that we were, where I just felt disposable and I felt like I was never going to be a priority because I never was a priority in the relationship and I never would And I had accepted that. And feeling that way is not something I would wish upon on my worst enemy because it's lonely, it's sad, and it's just heartbreaking. And it's really hard to admit that to people that that's how he made me feel because I like to romanticize that relationship when it shouldn't be romanticized. It's what I do. But at the same time, you have to think about and write it down even. What do you want out of a relationship? Whether it's work, whether it's family, whether it's romantic. 
you got to figure it out because if you don't, you're just going to go into these people pleasing habits and excuse everything that actually really does bug you deep down until you implode. And that's not what I wanted to do to this guy. And I never did implode at him saying like, well, fuck you, because he helped me out in some troubling times. But I have written some nasty letters and burnt them because of how I've been feeling about this whole situation. He never got them, obviously, but writing it down, burning it really helps release that anger. So I wanted to stop being a people pleaser and letting people walk all over me. And I started doing this by saying no more. I expressed why I was upset with other people's actions. And you may be upset with other people and it they might get defensive about it, but at the same time, they're getting defensive because they're not used to you saying, hey, that's not okay. I don't really appreciate that you're doing that. But it's better to confront them than to comfort them due to fear of confrontation. If you have a fear of confrontation, don't worry, sis, me too. But at the same time, I'm going to feel better in the long term if I voice what I'm feeling right now. <coughs> It can't just be like, well, I'm feeling this way. And then someone goes, well, that's your anxiety. No, fucker. It's because I'm feeling this way because you've made me feel like I am not a priority or you made me feel like I'm not valued because you did X, Y, and Z. And my anxiety specifically has been used as a weapon against me. As you guys know from the previous episode, my one of my former jobs tried to say, oh, it's just your anxiety. It's just your anxiety. I've had relationships where guys go, it's just your anxiety. It's just your anxiety. I've talked to my therapist about it. It's not my anxiety. It's me realizing that I'm not being treated fairly and I'm giving them more benefit than they are to me when it comes to a relationship. Work-wise, friendship-wise, relationship-wise, they get more out of me than I do out of them. And that's not a 50-50. It's not a 100-100. It's always like a 20-80. And that's not consistently fair. Every once in a while, sure. All the damn time, fuck no. So these toxic mannerisms where they're telling us that it's about our anxiety. Oh, it's just because you're burnt out. Oh, it's just because you're tired. That's not okay. That's a form of gaslighting when you actually think about it because it's discrediting you and it's making you think, well, am I anxious? Am I tired? Maybe they're right. Maybe me feeling this way is not valid. That's gaslighting. We don't deal with gaslighting. When you think about it, if you start really going into that gaslighting tendency that these people are putting onto your mindset. Think about how you start feeling down the road. Your self-esteem gets shot to shit. So even when you're ready to stand up and confront them, in the back of your mind, you're like, well, God, this is my anxiety. You might have like a sweaty ass, butterflies in your stomach, the not good butterflies in your stomach, because you're so used to them saying, well, it's not me, it's you. No, it is you. You are making me upset. It's not me making me upset. It's because you had said this thing and it made me hurt. And you need to stand up for yourself and create those boundaries. You need to say that's not okay. You need to start saying like, hey, I don't like it when you do this. Non-romantic relationship wise, I had a friend, we'll call her Regina. 
she's no longer a friend, but she would do this all the time where she would make backhanded compliments towards everybody in my friend group. And I would call her out every once in a while because I am related to a girl exactly like this person. And I would call out this relative of mine who acted exactly like Regina and Regina acted like her. I would call that relative out all the time. Why shouldn't I call out Regina? If I'm comfortable doing it to a relative, I'm comfortable doing it to Regina. So when I did it to Regina, well, I was just joking. You just need to learn how to take a joke. It's not that serious. No, it is because you're trying to diminish someone's self-esteem. You're trying to make us insecure to lean on you. So you look like this great friend and savior to comfort the upset friend that you upset. And she would do it mostly when we were in groups of people. If we weren't in groups of people, she would try to tear apart friendships by planting in little rumored seeds here and there that like we all knew was going to cause issues within the friend group. I had a friend who will eventually be on the podcast and, and tell her Regina story. She had expressed that me, Amanda, and her ex-boyfriend were getting really close I'm going to preface this by saying I've never been romantically interested in her ex-boyfriend, but I am very comfortable when I am drunk with her ex-boyfriend because he is a sweetheart, little Hufflepuff, and we love him. And I would not do anything besides like, let him hug me while I'm drunk. <laughs> and that was the extent of action that I saw from him. But we would take a lot of selfies together and it did start looking really coupley because even his family was like, oh, so when are we going to meet Amanda? And I was like, oh, we got to stop taking selfies like that then because I don't like that. And he goes, yeah, I think I'm thinking the same. So it was obviously mutually beneficial for us to have a comfort drunk person. But when it started being misconstrued as us becoming a couple, we started to back off. However, Regina was telling my friend the ex-girlfriend, that she knew that him and I were dating and that she would cut me and beat me up if that were her. And she will hold the ex-girlfriend's earrings if she wants to beat me up. Cute, but it didn't really work that way. Because then Regina would send me screenshots of ex-girlfriend's text messages voicing her concerns about us saying we should just fuck or whatever and I just had to laugh at it because I knew deep down in my heart of hearts Regina was telling ex-girlfriend the exact opposite than what she was telling me so I would try to make it very obvious that we were not dating I would try to make sure that she knew this is not who I am and if I was romantically interested in her ex-boyfriend I will sit her down and talk to her about it before anything gets approached. It never happened. It's never going to happen. Regina never really grasped the idea of a boundary. She never really understood that, like, if you keep doing this, our friendship's going to be done. Because the ex-girlfriend I had just mentioned actually cut Regina off first out of our friend group. I was the next one. And then Regina kind of realized she's not, she doesn't have any friends left in our group because between ex-girlfriend and me, we were the ones holding her into the group. And once we let go of her, she was done. So I can't really put that in the backseat of my car. 
And so I said, I already told you, no, I don't have the gas money and I'm not feeling good. So you can come and pick it up or my mom can come and get it for you. And then she can drop it off to you if she's willing to do so. So that became a big thing where the next couple of days later, I had saw them. I had made a comment they didn't like, and they tried to say that I was a ship human being because I didn't drop off what they needed. And I had it at that point because just telling me that I'm a bad sister, niece, aunt, whatever, daughter, it's not going to fly with me. I know I'm not a bad relative at all. I will try to be there for my family as much as I can. So I slammed my hands at the table and I said, I don't owe you fucking shit. And I raised my voice and we were in the middle of a restaurant. I will admit that. But I said, I don't owe you fucking shit. And the second you realize that people in this world don't owe you fucking shit, you'll be happier in life. And he had nothing to say to that besides calling me a bitch. Which, yes, was I a bitch at the time? I totally was. And I will own that. Was it the best time or way to set a boundary? No. Did it set one? Yes. Have I gotten told I was a bad relative since then? No. Bad boundary setting, but the boundary was set. You have to reset your mentality. You got to go to the gym, journal it out, hang out with some friends, take yourself to on some dates. Even if it's just a one-on-one -on -one date, it doesn't have to be with a boyfriend or a girlfriend or with friends. It can be by yourself. Make yourself the priority. Make yourself read some affirmations. I have affirmations on my phone called the I Am app. You can look some up on TikTok, Facebook. I'm sure Pinterest has them now. I haven't actually like Pinterested affirmations, but they're everywhere. And you just repeat them to yourself. I do about three times every day and it does help build up my confidence. I know that I tried the lucky girl affirmations. Those didn't really work on me, but I couldn't really relate to actually feeling lucky in life. Will I try them again down the road? Sure. Maybe I'll try them when I'm actually feeling a little bit more lucky in my life. Everyone knows a character in a book or a movie that they have a personality like. Mine happened to be a few, and they all had this concept of a darker feminine energy. And I was like, well, what is that exactly? So I start looking it up, and I start seeing that these are the non-people pleasers. These are the women. These are the bitches of the group. These are the Blair Waldorfs or the Beth Duttons who speak their mind and don't give a damn what other people think about them. And I'm like, this is the type of person I need to become. I used to be this person and people didn't like me because I would tell them what reality was looking like for them and they would get annoyed and I would be called the most annoying person in the room. And that started getting to me because I was like, well, why am I so annoying to people? I'm just trying to be honest. Well, honesty is kind of like a dick. Not everybody wants to see it or hear it. But at the same time, if you're going to constantly lie, I need to start calling you out because I don't want to put up with you. So I started to kind of research what darker feminine was. And I started to just aspire to be a dark and darker feminine because that's the pattern of people that I looked up to within these books, within these movies, TV shows, whatever. I liked them the most because they didn't take shit from anybody. And that's what you all need to do. I'm not saying you need to become a darker feminine, but I'm saying look at the characters that you like in movies, books, TV shows. What do they all have in common?
if they all have in common a similar personality, look up that personality trait and see what exactly it is that you're looking up to and how you can become like that character and be the own main character, your own main character in your life. That's what you, we need to be is our own main character. I love you guys. I will see you next week. Thanks for tuning in to Goddess Era. If you like what you heard, go ahead and leave a review and follow me on Instagram at Goddess Era Pod. See you next time.